0: contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. And welcome to the Hammer and Grind podcast, the podcast built for contractors to help maximize profits and get you off the tools before burnout or bankruptcy happens. I'm your host, Brad Hebner and I'm here to help you on your journey to self-mastery. Make sure you check us out on our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast, and you'll be able to find me there. Consider joining my free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Blueprint. I created this free group to give you as much information as possible to help you in your business. I go live in there once a week, tons of content to help you in your business. Now, If you want to accelerate the success, consider joining my paid coaching group called The Profit Club. In there is a great community of contractors all willing to share information and help each other succeed, as well as hundreds of hours of training, coaching calls, everything you need to accelerate your business. If you want to learn more about that, you can find out more information on hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. Or just send me a message and I'll be happy to share that with you. Now, let's get on to the show. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I got a special guest today I'm excited to have on with us, Ronnie Rodriguez. Ronnie is the CEO and founder of SMT Digital Solutions. His agency specializes in technical SEO and off-page SEO for local contractors. That's why I'm excited to have Ronnie today. But Ronnie's agency has helped... Many many local businesses rank higher on Google across the United States. So, Ronnie, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for having me. So, uh, to start, tell us a little bit about like why why SEO. Like, why did you get into SEO? Why is that something that you're passionate about doing? I actually, uh, you know, just to kind of,
1: I could take you through a long, long story, but I'd rather keep this to the point and at least get to your question. Um, But essentially, I worked in the corporate field and area for corporate finance and operations for um, well over 15 years and roughly about five years ago I basically stumbled upon SEO and then I, I the thing that really drew me in is that you know I'm analytical I'm an analytical person and so it kind of goes hand in hand the work that I do and it fits you know our personality quite well and so essentially around five years ago a little bit over that time um, I started dabbling in getting into SEO and then took a step deeper and really started understanding how it could benefit local businesses.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We were just talking off camera about being analytical and <laughs> how all that stuff <laughs> plays into it. So yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good matchup for someone uh, with those types of skill sets. So you specialize mainly with local like contracting, like that's kind of your main focus is contracting businesses.
1: Correct. We'll say um, I, I keep it, well, Contractors, home services, basically uh, any type of home service based businesses that travel to a customer, consumer um, to perform work is essentially the work, you know,
0: the clients that we work with. But yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so here, I got some questions I want to ask you. I mean, we, we may go off script a little bit, but SEO, there's a lot of confusion. Around SEO and and what it is, so give us kind of a thirty thousand foot view exactly of what SEO is, what it means. Okay, so I'll break it down in a nutshell. Want to get right to the point here. Essentially,
1: you're a local business. You you want to optimize your business online, your digital uh, asset or entity online, so that way you can show up at the top of, you know, the work that we do is on Google. Obviously, it's ninety five percent of market share is go- owned by Google, so. The work that we do is optimize websites, Google Business Profiles, as well as various assets and entities online, so that they rank for specific keywords. But beyond you know those keywords, it's really about search intent and then what the consumer is looking for, then fulfilling that search intent if that makes sense. And so essentially, that's what we do to help uh, local contractors at a thirty thousand square foot view is get you on page one of Google, get you ranking in the map pack, so that way you can build your brand build your uh, online visibility as well as
0: obviously uh, get more leads for your business. Yeah. Now a couple of things you said in there that were interesting. One is you said 95% of the market share is owned by Google
1: search. And, yeah. Okay, organic search, correct.
0: organic search. And I, I don't think people like understand that like Google is really all you need to care about. I mean, <laughs> sure there's others out there, Yeah. but I talk to contractors all the time and it's like, Hey, do you have a Google list? And they go, no, I'm like, like, oh yeah why are, why are you even in business then <laughs> <laughs> like that is probably the most important thing the very and, important part yeah and then the other thing i wanted to mention as far as the cert when you say uh, i forget the term you use but search would you say search requirements or what term do so, you use
1: yeah uh so search or
0: organic search so essentially what
1: organic is is anything uh that's When you go onto Google, you're going to see um, if you're just doing a regular Google search, let's say for a particular service in your area, like chimney cleaning or something in your area, right? So you'll search chimney cleaning, you know, plus the city that you're located. Generally, this is what consumers do, right? So that uh, retrieval that, you know, that you get back, that's if you do it from your desktop, that's going to be basically paid ads is going to be located at the top and anything organic, meaning free traffic is located um, at the you know, lower half of the page. So that's where a website would come into play. But that's search organic from the online desktop version, but also Google Maps is something that a lot of local contractors don't realize the impact. Like the, it's absolutely, for majority of, of contractors, it's an absolute must. If you want to get your name out there and have great build up brand by having great reviews about your business, essentially it's an absolute must. in it's from mobile. And so essentially when you search that same search service, like chimney service plus the city, but instead you're doing it from your mobile phone, what pops up at the top is generally all of the, we call it Google Maps. And so that's where Google Business Profile is located. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they just changed the name of that. It used to be Google My Business. Now it's Google Business Profile. Profile. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the the thing with SEO is what, what we're really talking about for those listening who may not know, is like when someone goes to Google and searches, right? And so if your information is not available, in other words, if you haven't uploaded your business information into Google, specifically like the Google listing, then you're missing out on all of that free traffic. Absolutely. And then, you know, there's obviously paid, there's paid version, you know, doing Google pay-per-click and paid options too. But I mean, just the free alone is can can almost sustain an entire a business for an entire year. Like you could potentially just get all oh, yeah. of your business from Google for free, not pay for anything, and have plenty of leads.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: I mean, you've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I really want to emphasize for those that are listening, like how important this really is. Because it's it's I I talk to a lot of contractors and they don't do this. Like they don't even have a basic listing. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about some more things that you should do with your listing. But like the first thing is just having a basic listing, right? People can't find you if you're not even in the system, basically. So here's my question. What's the biggest thing that people, contractors, get wrong with SEO? Like what do they do wrong the most? There's a couple of things there. I just want to
1: unpack a little bit. Sure. There's basically a lot of misconceptions or myths in the field. And so... In the area of marketing and SEO, people have, you know, they've unfortunately been burnt by either bad SEO agencies. And so that's left a, a bad distaste in their mouth about what it truly is, or they haven't really been explained, like what it entails and why it could potentially take building your brand and building rankings over, uh, over time. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. And so essentially what people get wrong is they think that, hey, you know, as long as I can, can I break in a month? that's like the first thing we get, right? So you get people like, hey, I want to rank within a short period of time. That's, you know, that's not good because that generally can't happen unless you're ranking for long, long tail keywords that um, have very little impact potentially in the search. But generally it takes time because now you're trying to build and establish your brand against others in the marketplace. And so when we look at, contractors a lot of them will say like this is my competitor on page one i want to beat them in like two months like that that can't happen in most cases
0: (laughs) but unless um, unless you have deep pockets and about you know (laughs) 50 people working on it at once
1: (laughs) yeah in a short period of time if you um it's we have to look natural in the eyes of google and what we do and what we optimize and so anything that you kind of like try to force feed google in some way or really force can maybe hurt your website and so it's it's a journey and not a sprint is what I tell yeah. a lot of clients in that basically it's it can be very fruitful to your business because it can generate revenue for months and months and months. And then beyond that, it's the referrals that you can get from those new customers, new clients, you know, like and, and mainly new customers online, right? So now if you have a referral program in your own business, that's where that can thrive even further, you know. But essentially, yeah, it's it's one of those things where people think they can get to pay. <laughs> In a month or two, but it's not usually the case. Yeah.
0: You said in there about, you know, you gotta Google kind of pays attention to how they do that. I've seen people talk yeah. about like black hat, or I guess that's the term they use for like right. ways to hack Google. Obviously you wouldn't want to do that. But what what specifically are they doing or how are they what's the hacks that they're trying to do that that like I don't that's one thing yeah. I didn't understand is like what are they actually yeah. doing?
1: Yeah, so the thing that that, that comes into play is that Google's had a lot of updates over the years um, to combat spam and to combat any of these practices that are like shady practices. Yeah. So an example of a shady practice or a practice that potentially hurt your website is purchasing GSA links, right? These links are like robot created, they're like software created links and you can create a thousand and send them to a website. Like that is like basically putting fire on your home. That's what that equates to. You never, ever, ever in any circumstance want to ever do anything like that or basically hire someone if you don't, if uh, and not knowingly, they may be doing something like that to your site. I mean, it's very known within the SEO industry of communities that, you know, you don't do stuff like that. That's really, that can really hurt your site. So essentially the key, the key now to ranking is Google likes to see quality. And so quality meaning So you have your website, the way that Google looks at rankings in their algorithm and the way they factor things in, it's the backlinks to a website that are extremely important. And so if those backlinks are to your website are both relevant and are high quality, then that has a great impact on your site. But if they're not, that can have the exact opposite impact to your site.
0: So it's not even, I mean, I've heard of backlinking before and the more backlinks you have, google kind of thinks like oh this is important information because there's 500 people linking to this information it's like a popularity contest yeah popularity (laughs) contest you know it's like likes on a TikTok video right more likes you get the more it shows it to more people so but you if you have uh and and google and you can you know more about this but like google page ranks or has rankings for like websites and so if you have a really bad website that Google's identified as like, Hey, this is a terrible website. And then you're linked from that website. It hurts your website listing. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. So you, you basically are
1: thrown into a bunch of, you know, bad apples. It, it's like guilt bad by association. It's just guilt White by association. association. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. You yep. didn't, you didn't actually rob the bank, but you were riding in the car <laughs> with the guy who did. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's like, that's basically what that is. Uh, explain that one to your attorney. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> so yeah, i was just looking at my, my questions here. So we talked about, uh, backlinking, which that's just other sites linking to you. Right. Which helps build that credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are some other like techniques with SEO? Like what, what's specific? If someone's listening to this podcast, I want them to yeah. be able to like take a few actions to help with their, I mean, obviously the first step sure. is create your listing, guys. Come on. Yeah. But once they've created their listing, like, what's some advice, some steps that they can take that's going to help them increase their SEO um, ranking? Okay, so the first step, like you said, is, is actually claim your Google business profile.
1: So claim that listing. And the way you go about doing that is basically um, requesting a postcard to be sent to your house in most cases. Uh, in some cases, it's handled differently uh, depending on... Your niche. like So if you're a roofing contractor, Google has, there's been a lot of marketers that spam Google. And so they're stringent in the way that they go about approval. They typically may require a video call to prove identity of your business. And so it's either going to be postcard to claim your business or uh, a video call, potentially even an email request. So you want to do that with a specific Gmail account that you have created specifically for your business, right? So with that Gmail account, what, what you create or claim your listing postcard comes in. Let's just say five days. Typically, it'll take five six days. Now your listing is live, right? So, the things that are going to be critical is looking at your competitors. The competitors have a lot of photos on their Google Business profile. Do they have a lot of reviews on their Google Business profile? Are they putting GMB posts? We call it, and that's basically updates to your profile, like you know what's going on with your business any new services being offered. So those specific things are probably the biggest, will have the greatest impact for doing uh, basically if you would do it on your own, right? So you wouldn't necessarily need an SEO agency to do all those pieces, right? But that's how you can kind of hit the ground running if you don't already have a Google business profile.
0: So updating, and I think a lot of people miss, it's it's almost like you would Facebook. If you have a Facebook page and you're posting pictures, you need to do the exact same thing on Google because Google is kind of like a mini version of a social network. You remember they used to have the Google sites, right? Like you had your own little like social website. Is that what it was called? (laughs) Or what was it used to be called? Google it was like uh, Google
1: Plus or something, but it was a social, I know. uh, Yeah, it was
0: something, because I used to have one and that was like their version of the social media. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of rolled that into just the maps and the the listing itself. So I saw a TikTok actually, somebody was saying, you know, like geotagged pictures. How That's well does correct. that work for location as far as like getting ranked in the maps?
1: Okay. So I'm going to drop a couple of golden nuggets here. So like this. Like <clears> let's I got my pen ready. Guys, right. Yeah. I definitely get a pen ready. So if you are a contractor and let's just say you're, you have your GMB up or your Google business profile up, right? You're on site on location and you've done, you're about to complete a job. Let's just say, right? So you do before and after photos from your phone on site customer location, right? So, if you do that and have it on your phone and from there, now from being on site either outside or, you know, whatever, parked on the street, uploading to your Google business profile, those photos, that in itself, you're already providing a geotagged photo right there because of where you are, your coordinates. Google will read the metadata on that photo and know like where you are, your coordinates and all of that. So, it actually will strip out the data before it uploads that into um, the picture into your uh, Google business profile. However, with the stripping out, I don't know that it necessarily, it's not going anywhere. It, they, they have access to it. So there's gotta be a reason why they strip it out, but this definitely Google stores data, right? So yeah. that will be beneficial. The other thing, right? So this is a re- huge golden nugget, especially now. So engagement is key and critical with your Google business profile. So with engagement, there's like specific things that will count towards engagement. So Google updates. So you as a business owner, updating, let's say, once or twice a week about services and, you know, things of that nature in your area, right? The second thing is reviews. Customer leaving your review from their cell phone in their location, speaking about the brand of your business and the services provided will be of great benefit to ranking. So basically, if there is a way that you can approach a client or customer upon, you know, uh, finishing a job and you can say, hey, would you mind leaving us you know, a positive review online? Just let us know, you know, just name our brand, our name of our business in your review, and then what kind of services we perform. So if they can do that, it can be very impactful.
0: So just to make sure, so like if they they need to leave a review from their cell phone at like at their house so that it kind of geotags the location of that review. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the
1: reason why that holds a lot of weight is because in the eyes of Google, that's very hard to manipulate. Right. So you can't as a a business owner or a black hat SEO manipulate a review of a customer in their location. Right. So that's why it can be very impactful.
0: But it, that's a huge golden nugget. Yeah. So does it connect the data with like the pictures? So you take a before and after with a geotag yep. and then you get a review from the person with the same location. Does, it, does Google connect that information together and say, oh, yeah, this is definitely legit.
1: They might. I don't, I'm not sure if they do, but they might. But that's a, you're hitting on something that could be extremely impactful as well.
0: I want to clarify one thing too. So do you need to upload the pictures to uh, Google from the location or can you just take the pictures there, like go back to your office and then upload them?
1: As long as the pictures we're taking, yeah, you can actually take them from your office, I believe. As long as the coordinates okay. where they were taken, that's where it. it's. it's uh, but as far as point of upload, I don't believe they look at that uh, at that data. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'll piggyback on that with an advice on how to get in the upload. So what I, and I just had this conversation the other day, is that what you can do is, you know, you get your review link for your Google listing and then you create a QR code. Like you can go online and get a free QR code. And then you just put that QR code like on your home screen of your, of your phone. And so when you're done with the job, Hey, Mr. Customer, would you mind leaving me a review? And then you can have them pull out their phone and they just take a picture of your QR code, which is going to take them right to that review, and then they'll leave. They can leave the review right then. So like that's a good way to. That's to a get great them. idea. Now I I used a third party vendor, which I know like technically Google doesn't like this, but I use a a third party vendor called Nice Job, which is an automatic review. You know, capture. And uh, it just sends, that's all automated. I don't do anything. And it just sends them texts and emails to collect the review. And then it posts it to Google automatically. I know Google doesn't really like it when you use third-party integration like that. But but I think you're, you might be, uh,
1: a lot of companies utilize that. So as long as the customer is leaving a review, even if they're getting notified via email or something on their, their mobile, you know, that's where it will be very impactful,
0: yeah. Yeah, this is this is like probably my biggest strategy that I used in my own construction business was basically blowing everyone else away with reviews. So on my Google listing for my keyword and my in my location, I had like 122 reviews, like a 4.9 star rating, and my closest competitor had uh, like 18. Wow. So just that alone, when people go to the map pack and they see these listed businesses and you have 122 and the closest one has 18, like you're going to win out. You're yeah. going to at least get the, the phone call first. That means you're going to get the job, but you're getting the first phone okay. call. So I've, I preach like about reviews and how important review, oh, Google so. reviews are specifically. There's another thing I just want to touch
1: on Uh, when you look at also the the utilization of a platform like Google versus social media, understand that the intent is completely different. So when someone goes on Google, their intent is to, you know, if they're searching for something, they're actively looking for a particular service in their area. So they're already in a different like buyer stage, you know, like versus flicking through the feeds on a Facebook, in the Facebook app and go through the feed and then have an interruptive marketing, which we call it is basically an ad. For a service. They're not there and necessarily to look for that ad. They're on their feed, you know, and that's an ad that pops up. But when they're going onto Google, the intent is there and they're in a different mode. It's like buying stage, I would say. Yeah, Research yeah I mean, buy, they're, I
0: they're actively looking for a solution to their problem. Correct. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about long tail keywords. What exactly does that mean for those that don't know? So like an example would be like Plumber Chicago, right? So that's
1: a short tail keyword. So, if you were looking at a a long tail keyword, it could be something along the lines as toilet drain cleaning Chicago. So, that's very specific and there's more words in that keyword search term. Generally, those search terms that are longer have lesser volume. They, um, in my experiences, I've seen that the long tails, they have lesser volume, but they have greater conversion. Basically, someone's looking for or researching something, let's say in home remodeling, right? And so they're looking very targeted on a specific thing like remodeling my master bedroom and bathroom, right? So if they were doing something like that, and you know, not doing, but basically typing that into a keyword into the search term in Google, that's very targeted. So that person looking for that service, if your business was to show up up top, you have a very higher, you know, there's a higher probability of conversion because now that person has come to you basically on a specific type of search. So a lot of times they're reading upon that. So they're like obtaining information about your business. And then when it comes time to taking the action, they're just closer to the end of that sales funnel, basically to either, you know, not even sales funnel, but booking a call, booking an estimate or quote. They're just very close to that,
0: you know, in the buyer stage. So, And that actually segues into where I wanted to go, which is why blogs are so important for like those long tail keyword type things. Right. So one of I had blogs on my website and one of them was, you know, uh, I forget the exact title, but it was like, what's the difference between framed, frameless and semi frameless shower doors? Because that's like someone who's looking for a shower door means that they're (laughs) more than likely maybe doing a new shower. Right. Or a remodel. Uh, and that's a very specific thing that probably, More than likely, nobody else in my area has a blog post or anything relevant to that information. So for me, it's like I'm going to show up as the only local, you know, like locally. There may be some national, you know, companies that have something similar. Does Mm -hmm. Google give more weight, though, if someone in my town is searching that long tail keyword and I have the match and I'm local, does it give more weight to the local resource? Yeah, so basically it's funny because you, when you search Google
1: on a desktop from location, it's not necessarily supposed to be location-based, but there is differences. I've noticed that if I'm searching desktop here versus three states over, whatever five states over, and searching desktop there for just a specific keyword without a, uh, we call it geo-modifier, without a city name or anything, like just chimney service, right? Work. There would be a difference. like uh, And like you said, this generally we'll see more preference but the bigger thing that we see is that when there's good quality written content on a website, in a blog post, it, it fulfills basically a few of like Google's needs, right? So it fulfills with providing good quality, relevant information to any type of search term. So if you have a very well-written you know, blog post that's really speaking about specific, like you said, the framing of uh, the showers, right? So if you had basically either how-to or what describes it to a certain extent, that will be of greater benefit, yeah, and then being location based. But generally, if you have a bigger website you're competing against that has a, a high domain authority, they might overcome that on search, so they may show up Got at you. the top.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I know, like, you have like your um, Angie's List and yes, uh, yep. Service Advisor, and all of that. they'll they'll do articles for the sole sake of the, the sole purpose of trying to you know take over the rankings, and so. Sure they obviously spend millions of dollars on okay. this and they, they know what they're doing. But what about, and I, and I don't know this to be true, and that's why I'm asking, but with updates, when you do an update, you have the opportunity to put a link and depending on what type of update you do, can you link your blog post and put that in, in GMB and will that help as well with the search SEO of that? Oh, yeah. So basically
1: for a few clients, we do this, right? So we have like a blog post. Let's say it's 500 to 750 word blog post. We'll take a snippet of that blog post, repurpose the content by publishing that on a um, Google business profile post. So we'll do that and repurpose the content. So you can do that. It's just the number of characters. You're
0: limited on your uh, GMB. But you can still put the link. So you could have like maybe a, a two sentence snippet of it and then have, have a link l- there. A link there. So if they click. click on that, it will take them to the actual article. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you
1: can have a quick summary, a link right in that update. And then if they click it, they can go right back to your website. It also helps your website. Like, again, you're pushing yeah. engagement and traffic to your site. So it's it's like a two, you know, two for one kind of deal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And that's actually a strategy that I've talked about is that when you, if you have, if you have blog posts and you're talking to a client and they go, Hey, what, you know, I had a question, like, what's the different types of shower doors? And you go, well, instead of like wasting 20 minutes telling you, I can just send you a link when we get off the phone here. I can just send you the information that you're asking. And then you're sending that link, which they're going to click on it, take you back to your website. So it's like you're feeding people to your own, you know, ranking and plus once they're on your blog they're probably going to read other blogs that you have because they're actively looking for that information. So in terms of I have a I may I may be keeping you busy after this podcast, <laughs> Ronnie, which is a good thing. So a lot of contractors they want to do the SEO, but they have no idea really what to do or re- realistically the the issue is not having time. So instead right. of, you know, Posting two or three times a week is not that much commitment, but what is the benefit of hiring someone like yourself to do SEO for a local company versus doing it as the owner of the company, doing it yourself? Obviously it costs money to hire you, but other than that, like what's the benefit?
1: Yeah. So basically when you look at the benefit here, I mean, in most cases, I mean, if you're a smaller contractor in a smaller city, in a smaller location, and there's not a lot of competition in your area. Generally, you may be, you may be able to purchase a website on your own, get it set up, and and it will rank well over time. It all depends on what your goals are as a business. And so, if you're more of a competitive market, you know, looking to SEO, having somebody an SEO agency, I should say, to focus on your website is huge because. Not just, it's, there's a few pieces to it, but the main pillars of SEO are on-page SEO, technical SEO, and then the backlinks, Google Business Profile, and content and syndication. And so, you know, for our agency, what we do is we kind of like, we're all encompassing as far as the services that we provide from an SEO perspective. And so we know things that help rank sites where business owners may not know. Like, so for instance, press releases, specific types of press releases can have a tremendous impact on the Google Business Profile as well as website. It, those uh, press releases are generally very favorable or looked at very favorable by Google. But you know, business owners don't all always un- know that part of it, or they're not—they're not sure of what steps to follow um, in order to carry out a, a successful SEO campaign. So, our agency—that's what we bring—is we bring the experience, the knowledge, the expertise in that area, and saying, okay, month one, we do technical and on-page SEO which is everything related to your website. One, two, or uh, within that same month, we might add content as well, add more location pages, more service pages, work through your site and look to see what the type of site architecture is appropriate based on what your competitors are doing. So there's a lot that goes into when we look at those pieces is basically to do a very in-depth analysis to understand what it will take to bring a client to page one. From their current spot right so essentially that's what we bring is that expertise and understanding of what we need to do what buttons we need to push uh, to make things move yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean just i i did all my own stuff on on my google gmb for my local contracting business and you know I've, I like to, I'm pretty technical, probably more so than most average contractor. And so just because I had that little extra ability, you know, I, 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 it helped me perform better, but I'm by no means an expert. Like, so there's, you know, I may know five things to do and the average contractor knows two things to do. So I have an edge there, but there may be 25 things that can be done. And that's where someone like you who knows what they're doing can really make an impact. And plus let's be honest, we're not like consistent. Like us as contractors and owners of businesses, we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this SEO stuff. I'm going to get my GMB listing. I'm going to post every day and that lasts like two weeks and then they never post again. Right? I mean, that's like the typical how that works. And then someone, they watch a TikTok video and they see you and they go, you should be doing this. Like, oh yeah. And they go do that for a week and then they stop and then never do it again. Like that, yeah, that consistency yeah. in having somebody that can do it for you, uh, I think is is really worth it, honestly, beyond far beyond even actually doing the work. So what do you see happening this year in regards to SEO? Like the so, general direction of it. So the changes
1: that ha- are happening are, uh, Google is very fluid, right? With changes that happen and updates. This is the thing also, that is very helpful is have a good keen sense on is, you know, Google generally each, you have to look at each entity or each like Google Maps and Google search are two different databases. And so when there's updates, there's not one update that impacts generally both, it's usually separate updates that are happening. And so Google business profile and maps are like updated basically weekly, if not multiple times each week, where Google search is updated probably every other day or every day but they're at very minimal updates. They're basically the biggest ones, uh, they'll double mass core updates and that, that happens usually two to three times per year. Um, those are the ones that we really pay attention to to see. Basically, we have good a good sense of seeing how websites react from our, like across all of our clients to see what, give us better insight what Google is doing potentially, you know, as far as, you know, what what changes are they making and how do we either combat those changes, not necessarily, but basically stay out still stay on top and not let those changes impact our client sites. One big thing is Google Maps has been definitely, there's been a lot of focus to reviews. There has been a lot, a lot of focus because a lot of spammers, bad marketers, they'll spam those profiles and there's a lot of fake reviews. So what we're seeing is that even as of earlier this month and last month as well, actually, but earlier this month, they do these sweeps where they sweep, like you may be a legitimate business that has 30 reviews, they'll do a sweep and you lose 10 reviews for no reason. I mean, so what I see with that is that, you know, good reviews are being lost, the legitimate reviews are being lost in the shuffle, but Google is paying a lot of attention to that. So with that, that that tells me they're focusing on quality and authority reputation there. Like that's really the main focus because they want to make sure that the reviews that you're seeing that is trustworthy, right? That you're so whatever you're Googling online and you're the consumer and you're reading, you don't want to go across first five businesses that have all fake reviews on their business right so when you you trust in google by using google right so essentially that's what they're combating right now so they're doing a lot of updates that are impacting the reviews and there's been a lot of jumps in the google maps as far as businesses you know jumping up and down so i can tell there's constant updates happening there
0: you you brought up something i actually wanted to ask earlier and so with reviews uh, is it true that Google will crawl the actual reviews for keywords as well? Yeah, exactly. So
1: when you have a review, that's why what I mentioned uh, previously is that when you have a review by a consumer that says the brand of your name, the brand of your business in that review, as well as a, a keyword potentially of the service that was provided, right? You have that in the review, That holds. that holds a lot of weight. So Google reads all of that. Yeah, they do have. Um, that has a lot of weight because, again, that's a that's not a business owner writing their review. That's a different, you know, a second party or, you know, writing that review. So that tends to have a greater weight. That's why press releases are impactful as well, because that's a separate, you know, um, publication that's
0: posting something about your business. So that holds a higher weight in the eyes of Google. Yeah. So just to kind of paraphrase, if I have 10, let's say I have 20 reviews and 15 of them, they say, you know, Brad did a great job on our bathroom remodel. Like everyone says bathroom remodel, bathroom remodel. And then someone's searching for, you know, bathroom remodel, my town, bathroom remodeler, my town. It can definitely pick up that and it's going to give you a lot more weight because of those reviews. Correct. Yeah. It'll see, it knows,
1: it'll, it'll know to associate that and that'll have, you know, greater impact when, like you said, at the end of the day, what all Google is trying to do is surf up to the, person who's doing the search, what they think they want, right? So beyond that, they're going to provide the, you know, what they think they want, chimney service cleaning or home remodeling, right? Remodeling my home. They're going to bring, you know, show you the top people, right? So they're not going to show you the guys that have like one star generally, there's like 10 guys that have over 50 stars, 55 stars, right? So like when you have guys like that on Google Maps, that's what it looks at. It looks at the trust piece, the quality piece, usually more reviews, better reviews, shows good quality. That's a better trusted company. So that's what they're going to show at the top of rankings. So yeah. And then we have keywords sprinkled in there that basically it's, it, it allows them to really uh, pull that association between your business. It looks your Google business uh, profile as well as your website from those keywords in, there, in the reviews. So it'll even crawl and look at your website. So it knows that association. Yeah.
0: And then the follow up on that. And I don't know if I, I didn't know this to be true, but I, I thought that I this was true. And you could tell me. So if whenever someone leaves your review, I always tell people you should always respond to every single review. One, it's just good for the you know for the person that leaves the review, but it, that also gets crawled as well. I'm assuming. Right, yeah. So if someone does leave you a review and says, you know, Brad and his team did a great job on our project, like you could respond to that review and say thank you so much for letting us remodel your bathroom. Yeah. So you can almost insert the keyword there that they're not inserting themselves and still pick up on that, you know, search benefit.
1: Correct. And responding to reviews actually is beneficial as well because it helps toward user engagement. So you're you're engaging with your profile. uh, Customers are engaging. So that helps is doing that as well, too. But like you said, that's that's a pretty um, like nifty way of
0: like kind of sneaking in your keyword there. Yeah. Good. I came up with something that was beneficial. Yeah, I pat on myself. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't I like come up that. with that. I didn't come up with that. I just assumed. I knew I knew that they, I, well, I didn't know until you confirmed it, but I was pretty sure they crawled the reviews. So it just made sense. But really, even just from a, uh, it shows that if someone goes to your website or to uh, Google and they find your listing, and they click on your reviews, which, by the way, guys listening, they will click on your reviews. Oh, yeah. We'll and they see, so as far as reviews go, frequency, right? How, you know, how, how frequent the reviews are, and then uh, over a period of time. So you may have 20 reviews, all five stars, but if, it, if the last one was from three years ago, like that doesn't show someone like what's happened in the last three years. You may have been really good. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You might've been really good three years ago, but now you suck. Yeah. So I, I always encourage contractors like you, it's always, you need to constantly be refreshing that. So even on my, on my 122 reviews that I had on my listing, I mean, I responded to every single one of those. I had 122 responses. And so when someone sees that, like, Oh, this is an active owner. This is someone who's engaged in their business and cares about their reputation. And it's such a small and very easy thing to do, yet I see people not doing it. Like, it just blows my mind. Those little bitty things like that add up so much. The big question, I saved the big question for last, Ronnie, are you ready? Sure. What do you see the future of of SEO in regards to AI technology? Oh, so AI, I know there's a lot of, um, I just think,
1: that's like a loaded question <laughs> because I think AI is going to be a disruptor for like everything. But, you know, to what extent, I guess we, we won't know until we get there. But um, with SEO, there's already a lot of chatter about certain things. But at the end of the day, it's, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see it really having a
0: tremendous impact. Well, the biggest thing Where, I would um, say is, is is writing blog posts because you can yeah, now like have with, AI with writing blog content posts. Content writing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we're, um, in the SEO space, people are doing that already. They're like, I'm hearing a lot about various tools being used so that way they can put blog posts out there, like all auto generated. So, what I say to that is, as of right now, I don't know that Google is paying much attention to any of that, but it doesn't mean that within, let's say, you had 20 posts on your website that were all AI generated posts. It doesn't mean that a year from now, Google doesn't change the way they look at sites and now begin to penalize sites that have AI written, if they're able to detect it. I mean, so what I generally will say, if someone's looking to do any kind of AI, just always, you know, it's not at a point where it's as well-developed that you can just like basically throw something in there, generate a post and then throw it on your site. Looks, you know, a lot of times it can look kind of spammy. So you always have to have somebody look at that and at least fine tune that article, rewrite certain things. So you can utilize AI as a tool to be more efficient, I feel like, as an SEO agency. But as far as like, um, it's like anything else, utilizing a tool to be more efficient. But I don't see it being like a dominating factor in any way at this point in time.
0: My uh, my wife's a professor and um, they were, they were considered, the the whole, you know, upper uh, collegiate was worried about plagiarism and, you know, writing papers and stuff and, there was an article or something, some, some, it was a student actually that created a software that can detect if it's AI generated, written, if it's written by AI. And so they can pretty much, if someone turns in like a essay, they can run it through this software and it will automatically determine if it's AI based on like how the AI writes. Because still with that technology, it, there's still, a, it still writes in a way and the it's pattern. slightly different than people talk. You know, just how they put the words together. Uh, but then I saw a guy on TikTok. TikTok's like a, a wealth of information. That's how I found you, <laughs> by the way. Is was on TikTok. <laughs> oh, the guys you, listening. <laughs> but uh, there was like, another guy. It's like, all you got to do is print out the article and then run it through. I forget the name of the software. But oh. it like takes content and then it rewrites the content in a different way. It just takes the same words but then like rearranges it and rewrites it in a little bit. And so that pretty much eliminates that other software from working. (laughs) Yeah. The detection software. Wow. So it's going to be interesting. I think this year is going to be very interesting to see what happens with AI and business and technology and how that all plays out. Cause it's like, I I mean, I've been seeing about chat GPT and all these others for a couple months. And it's like the trajectory is just like vertical. Before yeah. that stuff's going. So uh, that's that's coming, kind of bringing us to the end. I have one question for you. I like to ask every guest. And I did not prepare you for this question. <laughs> no, it's a pretty easy one. I always like to ask, uh, what are you reading a book right now? Or is there a favorite book that you'd like to recommend?
1: Oh, man. So <laughs> you want to see a book up right now? Oh, I don't have it over here. It's just a brand new book. So I do, <laughs> on a side note, it's a day trading book about candlestick reading candlesticks that's what i'm reading right now if you were to ask me but but generally i don't know some of the books i like a lot of the ones that you know one is one of them But the author of that i have it right over there actually but um there's a few napoleon uh, hill has uh obviously the one that uh they can grow rich yep. which everybody is well aware of that's one
0: of my favorites so so the candlestick is that what's that called what's the name of that book do you know oh uh
1: i have to run up it's i have to
0: Oh, that's it's a right. small,
1: yeah. It's a small book. It's more about technical, basically the trading. You know, on how to read candlesticks and patterns. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. It's more of a, yeah. It's not a very in-depth book. It's more of a uh, get get a better understanding of how to read patterns. Yeah,
0: I got you because of the analytical side that you absolutely <laughs> love. I was drawn to that. You know, I saw it.
1: and I said, let me just grab <laughs> this. You know, just to pick up something new.
0: Yeah. If I if if I read that book, it would be like torture, like for me. <laughs> trying to trying to read that uh, that's probably why I don't do day trading and stuff because I don't have the attention span nor the desire to learn all of the data patterns and yes yeah you're like you like see that hey. stuff in like the matrix you can see all these right. lines and stuff right and I just I'm, I'm the on the other side of the matrix just you know going throughout my day <laughs> well Ronnie I appreciate you being on and uh, talking about this uh, for those that are listening and they want to get in touch with you and find out about your services, uh, what's the best way to uh, get it, get in touch with you?
1: A couple of ways. You can email me, Ronnie at smtdigitalsolutions.com. So Ronnie at Sarah, Mary, Tom, com, Or you can give our agency a call at 508-690-5843. And yeah, happy to answer any questions you, that anybody may have about SEO and, and set them in the right direction
0: and we'll put the links in the show notes too for anybody listening what's your uh what's your tiktok handle if they want to follow you on tiktok yeah ronnie at seo marketing i believe it's just ronnie seo marketing
1: yes ronnie seo marketing
0: yeah so if you want to follow ronnie on tiktok just go to ronnie seo marketing and again we'll have those links in the show notes so you can go and follow him on all those platforms so ronnie thanks again for being on the show Guys, you know where to find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for the Hammer and Grind podcast and you can find me there. And until next time, remember, profit is not a dirty word.